Hello, and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood has a chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, I use they, them pronouns, and today, well, not actually today, tomorrow, or Monday, if you're listening early, it's my birthday! Yay! So I'm having a whole big party today. Yeah. I've got piñatas. Okay. But not just any piñatas. These piñatas are alive. Oh, boy. And they have been bred and raised to die for our amusement. It's Viva Piñata, is it? Viva Piñata! Filled with fun. Filled with fun! (laughs) Except we're doing the video games. We're not doing the cartoon. I I don't care about the cartoon. Okay. There was a full-on cartoon made by four kids. Oh. It was made for kids. I barely remember it. If you, um, I think if you got the Xbox 360 with the, like, the Xbox Live pre-order, then they gave you the first two episodes to watch on demand. Okay. Yeah, Viva Pinata was, like, the flagship launch, one of the flagship launch games for the Xbox 360. Oh, wow. Yep. That is a throwback. Oh, yeah, that is, I should have checked which year it came out, actually. 2006. Ooh. And then the sequel came out in 2008. Uh, stop making me feel old. These games are over a decade old. <sighs> there are children who were born when these these games came out who are just hitting puberty right now. Yeah. So the games are good. I only ever played the second one uh, because by the time I found out about okay, I tried to actually get the first Viva Pinata, and my parents were like, "No, Tanner, that game looks too childish for you, and you are now a grown up." At 2006, I would have been 14. You should only be playing grown up games. <laughs> well, that's kind of different from a lot of parents I hear about who would have preferred their kids to have just played Viva Pinata. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was this weird point in time where my parents were very concerned that like. The games are, I was, I was too focused on childish things ah. and I needed to start maturing and also just making sure I was buying games that I wanted to play and not just buying games for the sake of buying games, which I never understood because I only ever bought games that I wanted to play. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe there was enough encounters with kids who just like bought stuff to have it. I mean, that's definitely true. And like, I, at this point I was also usually buying things with my own money. Okay. So financial responsibility. Yes. Didn't have a job quite yet, but I saw so I was still getting my allowance. But yeah, they're like, save up, buy something that you want. Mm-hmm. And so then I would. And then my parents would be like, now, did you buy this because you want it? Or did you buy this because someone told you to buy it? I'm like, well, I heard someone tell me that I should get it because of X, Y, and Z. And those seemed like good reasons. I mean, lots of people read reviews about stuff before they buy something. Listen, Mom and Dad, IGN has never put out a bad review in 2006. It's so groundbreaking. Another war video game that's all brown and gray. (laughs) The graphics are amazing. 8.8, too much water. (laughs) Ugh, Christ. I'm curious now, I want to see what the ratings were like. So Viva Pinata got 84 out of 100. And the sequel, Trouble in Paradise, got only 82 out of 100, and I'm not sure why it got slightly less, because it was improved on basically every way, as far as I can tell. (laughs) 
Um, and then the cartoon spin-off party game got 56 out of 100. Because <laughs> spin-off party games are usually not good. Or they're just bizarre. Remember the Totally Spies party game <laughs> that yeah. I still want to get? I still want to track down? You are... I don't know what to what to call you. So Viva Pinata does not have a dog hurling competition. Good. You gotta whack the pinatas for them to open up, or yes. Cheers. You take these living, breathing pinatas, and you you okay. So you can either break them open to feed their candy to other critters, or you can just tell the other pinatas to eat these pinatas. Or, ideally, you just feed them their favorite foods, and then they want to go to a party in another country, in another dimension, where piñatas aren't alive, and get smashed open. And then they're reconstituted by the magic of Piñata Island! This game's fucking bizarre, and I love it. Yeah. It just made me think of, like, Scott Pilgrim, where, like, how you get defeated in battle, and then you just, like, get reconstituted in your bed. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so let me give a little bit more in-depth breakdown of how the Viva Piñata works. You start okay. out, you have a garden, uh, you're assisted by two people in funky masks, Lefos and Cedos. And Lefos just gives you hints and fun facts, and Cedos gives you seeds. Okay. Uh, eventually you can go into town, and you meet all the other like residents of the Piñata Island. There's... Uh, cost a lot who runs the general store and she's always doing the dance of capitalist superiority. Yep. Um, there's a guy who builds buildings and houses for your people and your pinatas and whatnot. There's a guy who will upgrade your items. Like he, he goes into your garden and like you t direct him to a blackberry and he'll go to the blackberry and he uses his magic powers and he turns it into jam. Okay. Who else is there? There's the male lady who you can use to send your pinatas to other gardens, whether it be yours or your friends. Okay. But the crux of the game is raising pinatas and improving your garden. So you start off, you get some wordles. Because every pinata is a combination of an animal and a candy or a fruit. Okay. So you get some worms, you get some whirls, you combine them, you get worms. They're like dirt. Great. So once you have the worms in there, and they have dirt, and they're residents, and then you put a house in there, and you have enough dirt, and now they want to bang. So you can have them do a romance dance, and it summons an egg from Storkos, who just delivers eggs from the nether realm, because pinata biology is even more messed up than Pokemon. Yay. And then you can sell their children. Great. Fun fact, there's no way to trace pinata genealogy or any kind of biological sex between all the pinatas, so you'll never know exactly who is romancing who. Oh. Okay. But you don't care, because you're only going to be constantly breeding worms so that you can get the romance reward, and then you'll get rid of them all, because they take up so much space. Because if you're ever... Missing worms. So, if if you have two pinatas in your garden, as re as residents of your garden, then no others will show up unless you, like, get rid of those or those two are eaten. So, once you are done with the worms and you try to get rid of the worms, more worms show up. It's just constantly worms. Worms everywhere. Worms. Okay. 
And you're gonna be getting always worms, because once you have the worms, then the sparrow mint shows up, and the sparrow mints are sparrows, and so they eat the worms. And then once the sparrow mints have shown up in their residence, well, then you're gonna have other critters trying to eat the sparrow mints, because it's the circle of life! All the piñatas are eating each other! Huh. And as time goes on, the garden gets more complex, and you have to put, like, all various fruits and vegetables and plants in there, and you have to have certain levels of terrain. In the sequel, Trouble in Paradise, they introduced both sandy terrain and snowy terrain, and you could go to either the desert desert or the pinarctic, and you could capture piñatas from there, but... So if you catch them, you're, they're not actually residents. You put them in the garden, and then you have to hope that all the stuff they need to become residents is in there. So you better hope that you have all the required the crabs and flowers and berries and enough snow because if you don't then they'll just leave again and you can't get them back and you have to go back to the pinarctic and you have to buy another expensive trap and another ex and another expensive bait and they have to catch them and bring them back but don't let them out until you have enough crabs again otherwise you're never gonna get this yeti there's a yeti pinata why do you need the yeti is it just rare? Yeah. Okay. They they don't even show up. So you have to meet certain requirements for them to even appear. And then you have to meet additional requirements for them to go into your garden. And then you have to like meet the extra requirements after that for them to stay in your garden. And if you don't fulfill okay. all the requirements, then they just walk away. Huh. There's a, yeah, there's a Yeti pinata. Its name is Jelly. Okay. Oh, it does not eat the crustaceans, though. Well, who eats a crustacean? A crustacean is a crab, because it's a custard and a crustacean. Okay. As you can tell, listeners, I find this very bizarre. It's an extremely like... messed up game, and I love it so much. <laughs> so, currently, my Xbox 360, which, right, so... Once upon a time, when I was home alone, and I really wanted to play Viva Pinata, but I couldn't even remember if I still owned Viva Pinata... So I went down into the basement, into the cubby underneath the stairs, and started pulling out the old boxes that my family had of just stuff we weren't using anymore. Ah. And I'm going through, like, old books and CDs and cassettes, and I find it. I find the box that has my 360 and my old 360 games. And all my 360 controllers, which we never took the batteries out of, so they had all exploded and left, like, battery acid goo all over the inside of them. Oof. <laughs> but... I had one 360 controller that I had purchased but never opened the ca the container, not a container, the packaging for. Okay. So it was pristine. Huh. So currently, my Xbox 360 is a Viva Pinata machine, and I guarantee that if they ever make a Viva Pinata game for the Xbox One, then I'm going to buy an Xbox One and a Viva Pinata 3, and that's it. It will be a Viva Pinata 3 machine. Okay. And that brings us to today's topic, which is Viva Pinata 3. Let me tell you what I want to see in the third Viva Pinata game. First off, we need to make it a little bit easier. Okay. So I started playing Trouble in Paradise, and I knew I had already known stuff from the first time I played it around because my old save file was gone. I'm, I don't know what happened to it. It was in the wind. I already knew a lot of stuff, and I also I had my laptop open beside me on the wiki, so I could just like go through everything, like unlock all the colors and like fertilize all the plants and all that fun stuff. But the thing is, every little thing you do like gives you experience and then obviously experience to level up and then the more you level up, the more things show up. But not just good things, the bad things too. 
Okay. Because there's enemies in Viva Pinata. There's Professor huh. Pester and his ruffians and his sour pinatas. Okay. So, the sour pinatas are, they walk into your garden and they just start wrecking stuff. So, like, there's a snail that horks up seeds for weeds, and the weeds will literally try and kill your piñatas. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Like, the shelly bean will hork up bad seeds, and you have to purify the shelly bean, like Sailor Moon. Yay! You have, you have to basically, since you don't own the piñata, you have to direct, here's the grim part, if there's any sour piñatas that need to eat living piñatas to, like, meet their requirements then you have to direct those living piñatas to the sours. Okay. So, for example, a sour crocodile, which is a crocodile, it has to eat a cherapin, which is a turtle, and a pangum, which is a penguin. Okay. So, sour crocodile walks in, it looks around, it's like, okay, you have 16 square piñometers of water in the garden. Now I just need a pangum. How do you get it to eat the pangum? Well, you tell the pangum, go over to the pangum and say, hey, go check out this crocodile. And the pangum's like, sure, okay, I'm a pinata. Waddle, 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 waddle. Oh, it's a crocodile. Uh-oh. And then the crocodile's like, delicious. And then it eats it. Okay. Well, actually, they don't... When, they... when a pinata eats another pinata, it doesn't actually eat the other pinata. It uses its attacks to break the pinata and then eats the chocolate that came out. That's still piñata cannibalism. Yes, but it's a little bit... I can't tell if it's more or less disturbing than if you just saw a papier-mâché crocodile go and devour wholesale a papier-mâché penguin. Um, Ricky the gator goes chomp, chomp, chomp. I think maybe consuming the entire thing so that there's no leftovers because like you're implying that you're eating the guts of the, of the thing. It's more like their soul... That's still not better! When a pinata's broken up, it will still reconstitute itself uh, just outside of your garden, and it'll wander away because it's no longer a resident. Because it's been reincarnated. That's still fucking disturbing. The magic of Pinata Island! It almost sounds like you're in some sort of bizarre underworld realm. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it sounds like a cult. It does sound like a cult, too. And the piñatas came from the piñata island, and they gave us their souls to devour wholesale with chocolate and candy. And we sent them back to piñata island to be born again, thanks to our lord, Piñatas McGee. Praise the sun. <laughs> Actually, there is an actual guy who's, like, the leader of piñata island. What's his name? Oh, God. Jardiniero. Jardiniero. Jardiniero does like a backflip off of a ramp in his motorized wheelchair and gives you like upgrades to your shovel and increases to your level and like increases the size of your garden. Huh. He's the father of Lephos, Storkos, and Cedos, and also Destardos, who used to be known as Stardos, but then he ate a bad candy, and now Destardos will manifest in your garden if one of your pinatas are sick and then he kills them. Were the developers fucking high? So if you get a statue of Banjo-Kazooie, no, not Banjo-Kazooie, one of the characters from Banjo-Kazooie, then you can scare off Destardos from ever entering your garden. So at a certain point, you don't have to worry about him. 
This was made by the same people who did Banjo-Kazooie. This is a rare game. What sort of drugs were they taking? Pinatas. Just all the chocolate. This sounds like a fucking fever dream. <laughs> it is. It's good. <laughs> and then, just on top of that, someone ate that, like, ghost pepper chili that Homer Simpson had in one of the early seasons, and he had, like, he went on a spirit journey with a, f- with a coyote who was voiced by Johnny Cash. Hmm, don't like that. <laughs> you can't name a piñata after a vegetable, it's candy and fruits only. <laughs> so nothing too spicy. Well, uh, there's a hot, hot, something, uh, hang on. Well, you can mix chili powder with chocolate, so. That's true. And there's also hot candies. Yeah, uh, those cinnamon candies. Uh, there's red hots, which are fireflies. Yeah, I never liked those. Or the, the cinnamon hearts for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or those chalky message hearts. I actually didn't mind the chalky message hearts. Some pinatas can evolve. So now they're Pokemon. Yes. Now it de- it depends on, like the what you have to do for some of them. So if you have a Cluckles, which is a chicken, and you feed it a cactus seed, then it will evolve into a Chalkstretch, which is an ostrich. This has got big leggy. Tanner was attempting to lift up their leg for me to see. <laughs> it's too dark in my room and I'm wearing blue jeans. Yeah. Let's see. The yep. ga- oh, God, don't fall off. I was holding on to the table. <laughs> um. Audio medium, people. <laughs> <laughs> so usually all you have to do is feed certain items to other critters. Like, oh yeah, like if you have a deer and you feed it a fir tree seed, it evolves into a moose. Okay. It makes moose noises. I don't think a moose actually makes that noise, but generally when whenever you see a moose, it's usually the sound of terror. <laughs> <laughs> they are extremely large in game. Have you ever seen the one video of the moose that's just, like, running through the snow and it's like a fucking freight train just barreling down? Did you see that video of the moose eating the jack-o'-lanterns? Yes, I did. It was very good. Yeah. Um, anyways, there are some evolved pinatas that are, have different requirements. For example, if you have a taffly, which is just, like, a fruit fly, okay. and you light it on fire with a tiki torch and then put the fire out, then it evolves into a red hot. Okay. Now, you don't have to specifically light it on fire. Sometimes they just casually fly over the open flame and light themselves on fire by accident. Because they're suicidal? Because they're dumb. (sighs) There are some parts of the AI in this game that are pretty good, and some parts are there just like, eh. Like, for example, the the stuff that flies is very good at just, like, flying around and finding places to perch and land. And so... It can make your garden seem a lot less crowded if you have a whole bunch of birds just like sitting in your big tree that you put in there. Like, it's nice and chill. And then it also okay. is fun if you have, like, a huge palm tree, a huge coconut tree, and you're like, where, where did my eagles go? And you go looking for it, and you find it, like, so high up above the garden. Like, wow, that's cool. That's just a really cool view. But then also you have pinatas that will, like, regularly walk up to creatures that eat them normally, panic, run away, 
We wander around a bit. We're running up to it again. See it, panic, run away. Then they get sad. And you can get pinatas. If the pinata gets too sad, it gets sick. Oh, fuck me. So you better feed it more candy. <laughs> or fruits and vegetables. They don't just eat pinata. Pinatas don't just eat other pinatas. They can eat other things too. Uh, it's just the very fact that, you know, they cannibalize each other. I mean, they're all different species. Okay, so I'm guessing some are supposed to be carnivorous animals. Yeah, like, like it's an pinatas. ecosystem. It's like I said, it's the circle of life. Okay. It's not like Pokemon where they all live in happy harmony. They also don't all interbreed with each other. Although, although. Oh no. If you give, so if you have a Rashberry. Okay. If you have a Rashberry, which is a pig, and a Swanana, which is a swan. And if you give them each the romance candy, then they will do a romance dance, and you get a pigsy. What hell abomination? Why? Why? Exactly. And it's hated what? by all other pinatas. Also, for the record, listeners, I am in fact drinking wine. Uh, I need it. This is. <laughs> I had a feeling that you were saving up the dumb for this episode. Most other pinatas flee in terror when confronted with a pigsy. Yeah! If like, you look it up in the encyclopedia, it says, There's something very, very wrong here. I think this is a lesson in right and wrong for all of us. <laughs> that nagging voice in your head sometimes just gets it right. Yeah, it's the stuff of my fucking nightmares. When it attacks and throws flying goggles with skullcaps at people, it's a reference to Biggles, the British pilot. Okay, I, I just want to say that um, combining a pig and a swan is a horrifying idea, not just because of aesthetics, but you're combining a very intelligent animal with a very aggressive animal. It just makes a winged pig. It's still, like, why? When pigs fly. <sighs> and again, in in real life, that's like combining a smart aggressive animal that can eat a 200 pound man in about oh six hours by itself when it's hungry with a swan who is super aggressive and territorial and will break bone with its wings (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah pigs are fucking smart there was a study done not that long ago where some scientists took some domesticated animals to see, like, how well they all survived without humans. Cats and pigs did the best. Yeah, I'm not shocked. Yep. There's a kitty pinata. Okay. I'm trying one of the- Kitty floss. It looks kind of goofy. They all look kind of goofy. Yeah. It's got a really big face. Because, no, they're all pretty proportionate to what you would expect the normal animals. Like, the real small ones are a little bit bigger. Okay. But, like... Yeah, when you get the moose, when you get the cocodile, those are big. Them big. Okay. The gorilla. The SARS gorilla. <laughs> the SARS gorilla? Yeah, like SARS perilla, but it's a gorilla. Okay. Maybe I have to pronounce it with an accent. A SARS gorilla. Okay. Well, I guess when you are a staple of the Old West and you don't want to mention uh, beer and whiskey, okay. <laughs> Let's see what else is there. Alright, the ruffians. The ruffians are like human-ish. They're not pinatas. So they will walk into your garden and they'll do stuff like 
barf mud in your ponds, or spit sour candy and seeds, or just start fights with other pinatas. And you can get rid of them by like bribing them or just smacking them away with your shovel. Eventually you get upgrades where like one smack of your shovel will scare them away, or you can put a sword statue in your garden that immediately scares them away because they're like, oh, the pirates will get us. Uh, or if you have a purified mallow wolf, then the mallow wolf will chase them out. Okay. But then you have the worst one. You have Professor Pester, who is almost unstoppable. He shows up, he laughs, and he breaks your most valuable piñata, and then he eats all the candy for himself. So you can't even sell that candy or use it to, like, make other piñatas happy in full. He just ruins everything for you. And you can't get rid of them until, like, way levels down when you can buy fake piñatas to put in your garden that he just targets and breaks those instead. Or if you have a purified limoceros, that's a rhinoceros, then it will just tackle him out of the garden. Okay. He launch, He gets blasted off again like a Team Rocket do. Yay! Have I talked about what I'd like in Piñata 3 yet? I think vaguely. Yeah. It's mainly quality of life stuff I would like. I mean, obviously, if they make a Piñata 3, they're going to introduce a lot of new factors, a lot of big things. So I'm going to start with the small stuff, just quality of life things. For example, bigger garden sizes just across the board. Yeah. Your garden can get pretty large compared to the starting size, like once you hit the certain levels, but it still can get pretty crowded. And you reach a certain point where you're like, I can't fit everything in here, even if I'm only focusing on specific manners of piñatas right now. Like, this garden is solely dedicated to Arctic piñatas, but it's it's not enough room, because trying to get everyone in there, trying to get every single thing in there, you can't do it. So you need over 60% of your garden to be water to get a chippopotamus. Huh. And 70% of it needs to be water in order to get them into the romance mood. Oh, yeah, that that is a lot of space. And I, I'm kind of okay with ludicrous amounts, like, still have 70 square pinometers of water, maybe. But if you can get that into a 200 pinometer garden, that's a bit better. Like, mm -hmm. com you compare the stuff they're able to pull off, I mean, I don't know much about processing power, but I'm pretty sure they did pretty well with what they could do, like, at the time, in 2008, when Trouble in Paradise came out. So if they yeah. were to make a piñata game now, they could get way more in and not really sacrifice any graphical quality or um, just running capabilities. Yeah, and it's not like you're going for realism when it comes to the graphics, either. Yeah, well, like, they, were, like, they weren't realistic, but they're still really high quality because they're, like, you could see the shadows, you can see the individual flaps of paper on all the piñatas. Like, they looked really good and didn't look realistic, yeah. it just looked really high definition. Also, with regards to space, the plants. So, like, the one thing that can really screw you over is if you're growing a plant and it gets stunted. Because, so with all the plants, you it's not just piñatas you're raising, you're raising the plants too. And you can fertilize them. And so some of them it's easy. It's just, like, you dump three versions of fertilizer on it right at the start. With some of them, it's, like, you have to wait until they do certain things. Like, when you're growing an oak tree, like, you do one dump when it started, and then you have to wait, and you watch. And then eventually, like, it'll burst some leaves off, and then you have to do the second one. And then you have to wait. And then eventually, it's like, five shakes of leaves come off it 
10 seconds before it ends, and the last shake will be bigger, and fertilize immediately on that last shake. And if you're too early or too late, then you, 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 you missed it. You're done. You don't have a fully grown oak tree. So first off, make the fertilizing a little bit easier, but also, if you're growing a plant that large, like the oak tree, you have to make sure there's nothing else near it whatsoever. Because you don't get an alert saying, oh, if you put a plant here, it's going to get stunted. You don't find out the plant is stunted until it's stunted and there's nothing you can do. And once it's uh. stunted, it does nothing. It makes none acorns. You, you can't be used as like a thing to attract the pinatas. You literally have to hack it down. You can't even sell it. You have to hack it, and destroy it, and then grow a new one from scratch. Uh. So just an alert saying, hey... If you put this here, it might stunt the plant. Or if you put this plant here, it's going to grow stunted. Yeah. Especially difficult when you're growing, like, water side plants, like a watercress or a water lily, where, like, they go out and then they curve back in, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's stunted because it happened to grow at the wrong angle. And you can't decide what angle these plants are going to grow at. They just happen. And, like, you got to hope that it doesn't get messed up. Yeah, so maybe, like, with a couple other games, it kind of, like, when you go to plant the plant, it has, like, the shadow markers. Like, to... a, yeah, a silhouette of the full size. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then you'd know, like, oh, if I tried and planted here, I'd just be wasting my money. Yeah. Also, with regards to... Pl so plants are usually, like, the be-all and end-all of, like, getting the stuff you need, whether it's to bring pinatas into your garden or, like, uh, purify the sour pinatas that are sneaking in. So... In my most recent playthrough, I was having issues with the sour smelba. That's a skunk. And what it okay. does, it's not a huge issue, but it shows up and it causes, like, pinatas that are trying to romance to not meet their romance requirements. Yeah. So I was basically stuck at an impasse until I could get the, the smelba. And one of the smelba requirements is that it has to eat roses. And okay. the thing about the seeds in Viva Pinata is that they're handed out at random. Oh, it's not like, oh, you've reached a certain level, now you get this seed. It's like, you've reached a level, now you get a seed. We don't know which seed. We've randomly pulled it out of a hat. So you might get real lucky and end up with, like, endgame seeds way at the beginning. But yeah. then also you're in a situation where you have gotten every single pinata purified, except for one, because rose seeds aren't showing up. And you're trying to, like, bribe Seedos to give you more seeds. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> I love bluebells, da 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 And you're like, I'm gonna feed you to my yeti. <laughs> so, basically, just maybe make a marketplace? Like a... Well, there is a marketplace. I'm just yeah. saying, have seeds... Don't have seeds show up at random. Or at least have yeah. them show up when they're needed. Yeah. Anyways, now, let's do some bigger stuff. I want... Underwater pinatas. Okay. I want a pine octopus. Of course you do. I want a squid pinata. I want a shark pinata. I want an anglerfish pinata. Imagine an anglerfish pinata. Imagine Ooh. the terror. Yeah. Not a lot of little children sleeping that night. It'd probably look kind of cutesy. Yeah. Imagine a blobfish pinata. <laughs> Imagine a lungfish pinata. Oh, fun. I've only ever seen those, like, washed ashore. Yeah. Oh, lungfish look fine. Okay. What does a hagfish look like? Oh, yeah, those are the freaky ones. Ugh. Yeah. 
I had an idea. How about some cave pinatas? That's another one. So there is actually, there's one dinosaur pinata you can get. It's called a Choclodicus. Okay. And the way it works is that you have to find its bones in your mine and then get them tinkered. And then depending on the order you, so there's a red, a blue, and a green bone. And then depending on the order you tinker them, it creates a different version of a Choclodicus. So like, the first one you tinker determines what its head looks like, and the second determines the tail, and the third determines the color. And then you have to put all those bones inside the garden shed, and at some point they will spontaneously fuse into an egg, which then must be hatched by a Cluckles wearing, like, a Jurassic Mohawk. Huh, that seems like a lot of work. Well, because it's, like, it's the rarest pinata you can get in Trouble in Paradise, so it's, it's the successor to the Dragon Ash. How'd you get the dragon ash? I actually can't recall how you get the dragon ash, because I'm pretty sure I got a Chocolaticus at some point, but I never got a dragon ash. Okay. What is it? Oh, okay, so you just have to find the egg in the mine again. It's it's like a simpler version of the Chocolaticus. Okay. But yes, pre- more prehistoric pinatas. Yep. Because uh, you get, with your standards, you get a T-Rex, get a Triceratops, get a Tigersaurus. <laughs> so that's supposed to be a saber-toothed tiger? Or? Yeah, um, in the current Sentai, they're dinosaurs again, but ah. instead of calling the Green Rangers uh, Zord a saber-toothed tiger, they called it Tigrosaurus. <sighs> that's not right either! You, they know, like, we know they know, and they just did that because they're like, hey, we don't care. Okay. What if Lizard Cat? <sighs> Terrible Lizard Cat. Actually, that does kind of work. Delightful lizard cat. I love you, lizard cat. I mean, that's basically what pet iguanas are for, so... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I use imagine... my to show you my love. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, imagine a Broadway musical all about the secret lives of iguanas. <laughs> we can call it iguanas. <laughs> you know, there's actually no iguana pinata. Then we'll have an iguana piñata. We can call it iguava. <laughs> Comes in many shapes. When we were down in Mexico, there were iguanas all over the place. And some were like really, really tiny little babies. And some were big. And you know that they were old. Yeah. Oh, okay. It'd be fun if even like the prehistoric piñata garden, you could only put prehistoric stuff in there. Yeah. Just because they're so big. Yeah. You could evolve or I guess devolve. So you have a cocodile, and you give it the right stuff, and then it can evolve into a dinosucker, which would be a dinosuchus. <laughs> or no, dinosucros. Would this also be a rock garden? It could be. Cool. You could put a variety of stuff in there. Yeah. Like, there's nothing stopping you in the in Trouble in Paradise for making a garden that is like a quarter water, a quarter snow, a quarter sand, and a quarter grass. It's just that usually you have to devote yourself to essentially two terrain types or even just one terrain type in the whole garden in order to get all the stuff you need. Yeah. See, a little bit of me is turning this, just turning this slightly into Zoo Tycoon with the underwater stuff and the prehistoric stuff. A little bit, but Zoo Tycoon had some pretty good mechanics. Same with like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. Which was the one I played the most. I... Tried to okay, so I got, I found a copy of Zoo Tycoon Complete Collection, which is yeah. the best Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon okay. Two is fine, but I like my heart is with the original Zoo Tycoons, yeah. and 
I tried to play it, but it was for PC, not Mac, and I have a Mac. But this is around yeah. the time where I was taking a computer science class where we had to install an emulator on ours to run Windows if we didn't have Windows computers. So okay. I had a Windows emulator that I then tried to play Zeus Tycoon on, and it occasionally worked, but usually it would just cause things to crash. Yeah. And then I tried playing Spore on there, and oh my gosh, that was a pain. Ha. Huh. Yeah. I remember way back in the day we would play um, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Had a lot of sick people. <laughs> so much puke. I I just remember trying my best to figure out which and if I could save on space and money by putting two animal species together, put all the right stuff in to balance their happiness, it was perfect. Nice. And I had one rad setup where people could like watch the Loch Ness monsters on land and then go down and watch them underwater. Oh, I've always loved those setups at aquariums. Yeah. Oh, Pinata Nessie. Ooh, yes. Pinata cryptids. All manner of pinata cryptids. So right now the only fantasy creatures are a tunicorn, the jelly, and the dragon ash. What's a jelly? Jelly is the yeti. Okay. It's spelled J-E-L-I. Okay. So Nessie uh Chupacabra? I guess. Oh, there's no goat pinata. Oh, there should be a goat pinata. Introduce a goat pinata so you can feed it to your chupacabra pinata. <laughs> and then evolve it into a goatman pinata. Jersey devil pinata. Ah, yes. Horse bat dragon thing. <laughs> a couple Halloweens ago, uh, Bruce Springsteen came out with a song about uh, the Jersey devil. It's called Night with the Jersey Devil. It's real good. Speaking of creepy stuff, I've one thing I've seen a lot of people express is a desire to have purified sour piñatas still keep their sour designs okay. because sometimes the sour designs look way radder than the standards. Ah. And of course your mileage is going to vary on this, but like if I show you a picture of a sherbet, which is okay. a bat, you'll see a picture of the normal sherbet and the sour sherbet. And I honestly kind of wish I could have a sour sherbet as my standard. So the standard sherbet is a blue bat with some horseshoe shaped patterns and like little wings. And then the sour sherbet looks fucking evil. Cool. Well, yeah, because it's yeah. supposed to. But that's what I'm saying is that sour sherbet looks a little bit no more radical than a standard yeah. sherbat. Yeah, it does. So I think it'd be cool if there was an option to like have not turn them back into sours because that'd be mean. Yeah. But make them resemble sours again. Mm hmm. A spookification candy. Yes. Like one of those uh, chocolates that has the uh, wrapper that looks like a pumpkin. Ooh, I could dig that. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, let's see. What else? There's no giraffe pinatas. So we got a giraffe pinata in there. Yes. I know. What are some animals? Lindsay, what are animals? They are other creatures like us, but not a Well, actually they're probably they probably are smart. Um What do they have for uh, monkey pinatas? They have just a standard monkey. Uh, I'm trying to check what it is cuz I mentioned the SARS gorilla. Yeah. 
Uh, they also have bonboons, which are baboons. Okay. Those also come in gonna... shower versions. Yeah. And then, oh, and then cinnamonkeys. Okay. There's also the galagoo. I don't know if a galagoo is a primate, though. Yeah. Bush baby. Well, maybe. Okay. Well, maybe going further from the great apes, the monkeys, maybe a lemur pinata? Yes. A zabumafu. Ah, <laughs> uh, Zabumafu. Is there a kangaroo pinata? I am not sh- I don't think so. Then there should be a roo. There it could, it could evolve from the bunny comb. <laughs> we already have hyenas that evolve from uh, foxes. Okay. They're called pret's tails. <laughs> and then they evolve into pyenas. Okay. Um, pret's tails are some of my favorites. Because uh, I forgot to mention this before. When the piñatas make noise, they don't make animal noises necessarily. Well, some of them do. Like, I think the birds chirp and the few bugs that they have are pretty silent. Okay. But the pret's tails, they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, um, oh, fuck, what were they? Um, African wild dogs would be nice. Oh, that would be fun, too. Yeah. Dingoes. Uh... Yeah, dingoes. A peyote. <laughs> <laughs> there's both a... So there's a fizzly bear and also a polali bear. Um, but there's no panda bear yet. I was thinking maybe something like a, like a polar bear? And how no, that's what the like polali bear flavored? is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They've already got that one covered. Um, what if... Okay, so now I had an idea because I mentioned panda bear. So usually when you evolve pinatas, they turn into something like bigger and cooler. Yeah. But what if the panda bear was a standard pinata, but then you evolve it into a red panda and it gets all tiny? Aww. I like that. Red pandas are adorable. Yes. Um, oh, I had an idea. Because you mentioned like aquatic pinatas, so I was thinking like seals? Yes. Even if we didn't have like full undersea, a seal could still super work. And maybe a starfish? Because then again, it's just a star, but like... That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because they don't really move that much. Yeah. But they do regenerate. So it would be interesting in the meta. You recruit this big old starfish pinata, and then like whenever they try and like smash it, they only get one leg, and then it just slowly regrows it. <laughs> <laughs> Salmon pinata that can, like, go further than other pinatas. Are they the ones that, like, completely metamorphosize when it's breeding season, too? Yeah. <laughs> and they go from salt to freshwater. Yeah. To their spawning locations. Like, I used to live out in salmon country, and they would cross roads to get to their spawning locations. Oh, boy. Yeah. They are so down to fuck, geography does not matter. Okay, so that actually, that actually makes sense with Viva Piñata. Because, so first of all, uh, in one of the mating requirements for every single piñata across the board is that you have to have one of their houses in there. And the houses okay. are usually something that refers to, like, their kind of, like, jokes about the animals or something. Like, for example, the Kandari house is a coal mine, and they have to be wearing gas masks. Okay. But, like, so the, the salmon piñata spawning house could just be a road (laughs) (laughs) but then also you need to play a mini game 
like a mating mini game in order to get them to breed and make eggs. Okay. And so you have to navigate the one through this like little labyrinth of like angry skulls and some of them chase you some of them move around and so there could be like it could just be a bunch of car uh ruffian skulls going back and forth that you have to dodge to get across oh my god it's frogger it's frogger it's trouter it's salmoner <laughs> i also like trouter <laughs> otter pinatas otter pinatas otters are adorable do they have a badger pinata they do. It is a badsicle. Okay. And it's got a very long snout. No. Forgot to mention. So serpents, those are the snakes. But okay. if you breed them and then you get their egg and their egg starts bouncing around, you can smack the egg with the shovel on the final bounce and it will hatch into a twinger snap. Okay. Which is a Uroboros, basically. Oh. Hmm. It's a snake with a head on each end. Okay. But then, you can do the same with a Twinder Snap Egg. It does the three bounces. If you hit it with your shovel on the third bounce, it hatches into a four heads. This is getting disturbing, again. The snake with four heads. Three at the front and one on the tail. And then... No, I'm kidding. It only goes as high as four. Oh, thank God. But it be a pinata three, octo snake. Just like a fan of heads looks like a fucking cobra from a distance. It'd be an Orochi. <laughs> Anyways, this whole episode, I'm pretty sure, was just a, me trying to scar you with Viva Pinata knowledge, and I think I've succeeded. Yeah, I think you succeeded. Is there anything else you can think of to save me from this hell I've created? Um. I don't know. Let's cut to a friendship promo, okay? Yeah, we're going to go a friendship promo while I stop a sour lemoning from exploding near my most expensive piñata. Hey, Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe, I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month the best. Did, did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Okay, I managed to purify the sour lemoning. I wish that this would just go whoosh over my head. I give it some horseradish and some turnip stew. Anyway. Anyway, Lindsay, uh, where can you be found on the internet? I'm at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A. That's my Twitter handle. You can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. And you can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and that's pronounced Viva Piñata! Filled with fun! Filled with fun! And you can find this very 
podcast on Instagram at not if I reboot you first. That's all one word. The hashtag is N I I R Y F, and it is pronounced "What have I done with my life?" <laughs> <laughs> and you can also email us at not if I reboot you first at gmail.com. You can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, or your concerns about how I'm treating my pinatas. Listen, I'm doing the best I can, but when you go too fast, everything happens at once. And like, I'm pretty sure I was playing nightcore music inside my head when I started replaying it that one time because everything kept on happening. The smell buzz were everywhere. All my sick pinatas kept getting eaten by crolas. I was in tears. <laughs> You could even ask to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we like being surprised. And if you'd like to support us directly, you have a Patreon at patreon.com slash first. We can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, including a weekly shout-out to all of our patrons, including Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. And Cassidy. Yay! So yes, thank you. Thanks. Cassidy actually joined last week, but I didn't have a chance to edit it in. Okay. Um... And you can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I'll try and get us in there. Last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex, a.k.a. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. So, Tanner. Lindsay, I don't even know what's happening next week. Okay. I, I gotta check the schedule. Yes, it is new. It is it, you. Hey, you. Yay. Um. Okay. So I finally found a a hint ahead of time. All right. He's dynamite proof and blizzard proof. He's faster than the wind. His secret identity still remains unknown. He is the Mad Trapper. Okay. Yeah, we're delving into true crime next week. I was about to say uh, I'm sorry. Sorry to this man, but I don't know him. <laughs> I think he kind of wanted it that way. <laughs> okay. But yes, yeah, so we'll uh, handle that next time, but not if we reboot you first. <laughs> <laughs>